Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, March 25th. Coming up on the show today, Adam Vingan and I debate the potential Stanley Cup championship upside that maybe this Nashville Predators team has that we were not giving them enough credit for. But we begin with the spring sports and why this time of year, this particular weekend, is so wildly underrated among sports fans. Our show this week is brought to you by the 8th annual J.E. Dunn Hammer Down 5K race. It is on Saturday, April 2nd. All of the proceeds will benefit our kids. You guys have heard me talk about our kids before. An unbelievable organization here in Nashville taking care of sexually abused children. Don Davenport's going to be there emceeing. And again, you can sign up. We need runners. So you can sign up at hammerdown.raceroster.com. That's hammerdown.raceroster.com. Sign up. Come out and run Saturday, April 2nd. And again, special thanks to the Kingston Group for donating their time on this show to the event. That is the J.E. Dunn Hammer Down 5K on Saturday, April 2nd. All the proceeds benefit our kids. Check out the website. Go sign up and come race with us. Hammerdown.raceroster.com. Thursday night and this weekend was and is a perfect example of what makes spring sports so great. I sat down in my office with a glass of whiskey to watch some basketball, but my two TV setup wasn't good enough. I needed four. I know it's not football. We all love football. Football is America's pastime, and it's the best sport in the world. I get it, and I don't disagree. But if we're going to have like 35 weeks of offseason and no games, then we've got to fill our sports plates with something to consume. And no, I don't mean Aaron Rodgers' contract drama or Deshaun Watson legal troubles or the franchise tag. I'm talking about actual on-the-field court or ice athletic competition. This weekend is a perfect example of how easy it can be to enjoy the football offseason. The number one team in the nation, Gonzaga, lost to Arkansas on Thursday night in the Sweet 16. Yes, that's right, an SEC team won a tournament basketball game. It was truly big-time stuff from the Hogs, by the way. Number one, Arizona, also lost on Thursday night, as three of the four one-seeds have now lost before the Sweet 16 is even over. And we still have three more full days of exceptional college basketball drama this weekend. Some, in fact, would argue that this is the best weekend for college basketball in the entire calendar year of the sport. The Nashville Predators didn't have a particularly good week against the Pacific Division, but are still battling for playoff seating in the Central Division and the Western Conference, and they have just 17 games left to go in the regular season, just a month left, the next of which, of course, will be on Sunday against Philadelphia at home. The Memphis Grizzlies just beat the Nets and Pacers on back-to-back -back nights to win their 50th and 51st games of the season, which is the third most wins in franchise history, with just seven games left to go in the year. The Grizz are in second place in the Western Conference and will host the defending champs Milwaukee on Saturday in Memphis. Top it all off with a U.S. World Cup qualifier against Mexico on Thursday and Panama on Sunday. The boys played valiantly, by the way, in Estadio Azteca to earn a single point in a nil-nil draw, even if Christian Pulisic missed a potential game winner, but whatever. Mix in some NASCAR, some IndyCar, and the PGA Tour ramping up for the Masters in just a few weeks, and you get a perfect image of why spring sports are so underrated. Football is king, but we are so consumed by it that we study and track and debate every single tiny detail and nuance of the game, which is great. But to be a fan of football, you have to stay on top of everything for 12 months a year. It is a full-time job. What makes the spring sports so great, at least to me, is that you don't have to spend that kind of time with them to enjoy them. You can parachute in at the best possible part of the season and enjoy the best that they have to offer. 
March Madness, the Masters, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA, baseball's opening day. Hell, even conference play in SEC baseball begins this weekend with like two of the best teams in the world, Tennessee and Ole Miss. It's not an accident that the Daytona 500 NASCAR Super Bowl takes place one week after the Super Bowl, otherwise known as the end of the football season. You don't have to know anything about any of these sports to enjoy the best that they have to offer. Just kick back and soak it all up. Weekends like this feel like pure drama with none of the stress. At least that's how they feel to me as a diehard football fan. I can simply watch and enjoy the best that each sport has to offer me. And I hope that you guys can do the same. So Adam Vingen of The Athletic is back with us on the Gold Standard Podcast. We had two episodes this week. Of course, make sure you check out the trade deadline episode from Monday evening, our normal episode out on Thursday. And one of the primary topics is whether or not this team can contend for a Stanley Cup. Do they have championship upside? And with the way Roman Yossi has been playing and the way the top forwards have been playing, maybe, just maybe, this team actually has more upside than we ever imagined. And we begin that conversation with, of course, the absurdity that is Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi, according to SportLogic, leads the Predators with 477 shot attempts this season. The next <laughs> closest player is Philip Forsberg with 300. Roman Yossi is 177 shot attempts clear of Philip Forsberg. Now, where does that rank in the league? The only two players in the NHL, according to SportLogic, who have more shot attempts this season then Roman Yossi are Alex Ovechkin and David Pasternak. <laughs> that's 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 nuts. That's Alex nuts. Ovechkin has 549 shot attempts. Pasternak has 543. Yossi has 477. Austin Matthews has 457. And Timo Meyer has 439. That's this your is, top five. This is so unprecedented what Roman Yossi is doing for the Nashville Predators. And I don't mean unprecedented for the NHL, but it is it is one it is this is unprecedented stuff for a Nashville Predators player because I think he is he deserves this type of conversation like the way Derrick Henry is viewed as sort of like the best pure runner and the best running back on the planet is the way we should be viewing Roman Yossi and that this is the greatest season by the greatest player at his position in the world for an organization that has never experienced anything like this that that's not prisoner of the moment that's not recency bias that's not hyperbole it's just how good he is right now. And I don't know what that means for the playoffs. I don't know if that means they can go on a playoff run. But I'll be damned. Here's the, here's the thing I, I, I feel, Adam. You tell me if I'm crazy on this. And it's, it's so weird to have so many questions about this team. And, and, and I've questioned for weeks and weeks and weeks on the show the Stanley Cup upside of this team, right? And I think you probably would fall in line with me and say, all right, they can probably win a series. Maybe they can challenge in the second round but they probably don't have enough depth and talent to go four rounds and win 16 games in the playoffs. But here's the thing that I, I always hits me when I'm watching 59 skate around out there, which is, is that if you give that guy enough talent around him and a good enough team and enough chances in the playoffs, who is to say that Roman Yossi will not carry this team to a championship at some point? I mean, it, it's, it's hard to argue with that. And I think, you know, to get into our conversation about where this team, you know, where this team is in relative to expectations when I think about last season where the team played incredibly well, 27 and one in the second half of the season to go from having like a 2% chance of making the playoffs to making the playoffs, they drew Carolina in the first round. And just because of the, the way that the divisions were last year, where all the games were within the division, 
we had a clear idea of how the Predators stacked up against the Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like their overall record was not good against those three teams. And when you looked at the roster that the Hurricanes had versus um, versus the Predators, the biggest difference, of course, was the play of the Hurricanes forwards versus the Predators forwards. Yeah. Aho, Svechnikov, Stahl, Trocek, etc. This year, you know, you have Philip Forsberg playing incredibly well. You have Matthew Shane playing incredibly well. You have Ryan Johansson having a quietly solid season. You know, Mikhail Granlund, you know, ha- has fallen off a little bit, but I think that's more of a, of a reflection of the fact that he's no longer playing with Philip Forsberg and Matthew Shane. <laughs> right, um, right. So the, the difference between this season and last season, when I think about how this team could play in, a play, in the playoffs if they make it, is just how those top players specifically up front are playing. You know, you didn't know what you were going to get from Philip Forsberg or Matthew Shane or Ryan Johansson um, in the playoffs last year. I think you can be confident that the way that they're playing right now, the Predators could certainly match up well against a St. Louis or a Minnesota or a Calgary or, a, you know, Colorado is clearly the class of the division. Um, you know, they would certainly be, you know, um, they, they've had some, t- they've had some trouble in the playoffs though. So the avalanche, yes, they have so, not gotten over the hump, but you're, but you know, for as well as Philip Forsberg and Matthew Shane are playing, neither of them are Nathan McKinnon. Um, so, but I, I feel better about their chances in the playoffs because their top forwards are playing like top forwards. Um, so, and if UC Saros continues to play the way he's been playing that, you know, of course a goaltender can change everything. So, no. That, of course, was Adam Vingen of The Athletic with myself on the Gold Standard Podcast. Make sure you check out that show. I can't imagine that there is a better Nashville Predators podcast anywhere on the internet. And that includes you, Brooks, Pred's official podcast, which, by the way, special thanks to Brooks Bratton for hanging out with us on Lane Stream Sports this week. Go check out that show if you'd like to know how the Preds organization works during the trade deadline and while they're negotiating a contract. That's the Gold Standard Podcast and the Lane Stream Sports Podcast, all from the 440 Sports Network. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. My name's Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter, at Braden Gall. Check out the YouTube page. Make sure you check out Lamestream Sports with Brooks Bratton this week. We've got Fringe Element Podcast with Mitch Light. We've got the Gold Standard. Adam Bingen is back. Club and Country, Football and Other F-Words. Make sure you're listening to all the great shows from the 440 Sports Network. Thank you guys all for hanging out. Have a great weekend. This has been the 440 for Friday, March 25th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.